Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, Science-Based Natural History and Human Ecology of the North Atlantic Seashore. This is episode 20, Study Nature, Not Books. Standing at the top of Otter Cliffs in Acadia National Park, you can look southeast just offshore and see a ledge exposed at low tide. Covered by water at high tide, when there's a good swell coming in off the Gulf of Maine, waves break over this outcrop, and tourists inevitably ask if it's a whale. When seas are calmer and the rock exposed, it is a favored perch for herring and blackback gulls, herring being the most common gull by far on the coast here, and great blackback gulls being distinguished as the world's largest gull. Most of the time, the gulls go about their business, and unless you're a serious bird watcher or of the subset that appreciates gulls, you probably don't pay them much attention. Every once in a while, however, suddenly all of the gulls will alight, rising off the ledge in a noisy cloud of white and gray and black. When you see and hear this, look closely. You are sure to see a bald eagle strafing the ledge, flying low over the water looking for lunch, trying to catch a gull off guard. We talked in episode 18 about bald eagles as predators of gulls, and in general, about the fragile mortality of baby birds. But eagles don't just eat young gull nestlings, they eat adult gulls whenever they can catch them. The first time I saw this, I was at a friend's camp at a local pond. We were sitting on the shore, watching the summer afternoon go by. Across the water from where we sat, the pond was shallow, and several boulders stood out above the surface of the water, making a favorite hangout spot for gulls. An eagle flew into the area and started to harass the gulls that were there, causing them to fly up into the air. Gulls will sometimes mob eagles, a defensive strategy whose goal is to drive away the predator, and the gulls this day began a noisy, raucous defense. The eagle persisted and counterattacked, and an acrobatic battle ensued high above the pond. We watched, amazed to be witnessing the event. The eagle singled out one gull, and they went around and around for several minutes. Then the eagle's talons made contact with the gull, and as we watched, the pair plunged down out of the sky into the water and disappeared. My friend and I were horrified and shocked and tried to figure out what to do, feeling the naive impulse that there must be someone to call to come help the eagle. We briefly contemplated hopping in a canoe and paddling across the pond, but before we actuated the plan, we saw the eagle pop back out to the surface of the water, bobbing there for a moment before lifting its wings out of the water and beginning what can only be described as the eagle version of the breaststroke. We watched as the eagle methodically and doggedly paddled its way towards the emergent boulders. When it reached the rocks, it climbed out of the water, and we were surprised to see the gull, now dead, still in its talons. Sitting in the sun, ripping feathers out of its meal, the eagle looked quite satisfied with the turn of the afternoon's events. Since that day, I've come upon a few more eagles dining on gulls, usually at the edge of a body of water like a salt marsh or a pond. They feed right out in the open and on the ground, and I wonder if this is in part because gulls are large birds and may be too heavy to comfortably fly with. Herring gulls range in size from 1.5 to 3.5 pounds, which should be within the abilities of most eagles to carry. Perhaps it's best for them to consume the gull as soon as possible, before any other eagles work up the courage to try to steal the hard-won meal. I don't imagine this is a rare occurrence. Diet studies of coastal eagles in Maine have found over 75% of food remains are avian in origin, primarily herring gulls and black duck. This reliance on waterfowl is regional and seasonal, but significant when it occurs. Strangely, or perhaps not if you understand the optimal foraging theory, which posits that an animal will use the foraging strategy or method that provides the most energy for the least effort, 
There are times when these mortal enemies seem to come to an understanding, and you will see eagles and gulls hunting side by side when the alewives are in the estuaries and running up freshwater streams to their pond or lake spawning grounds in the spring. The stream where I volunteer to count alewives, coincidentally the outlet of the same pond where I first saw an eagle take down a gull, falls under a kind of truce when the fish are running. The streamside trees are full of bald eagles, and gulls line the ground all along the bank of the fishway, each more interested in the nutritious, abundant, and easy-to-catch fish than they are in each other for those few weeks in May. It's one thing to read studies and learn about the natural history of the large birds we share this area with. It's another altogether to watch firsthand one kill and eat another, and another still to watch them studiously ignore one another during the gluttony of the fish run. Sometimes it really does pay to take Louis Agassiz's advice and study nature, not books. This has been episode 20 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.